Welcome to the Movement Made Better podcast, powered by Stick Mobility. We are your hosts, Dennis Dunphy and Neil Valera. Hello and welcome everyone to the Movement Made Better podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about client-trainer relationships. Kind of a unique subject. Neil and I were just shooting the shit the other day and just talking about experiences we've had with clients and it kind of branched off to the idea of talking about this as a podcast. Yeah, you know, I think like relationships with clients, you know, they definitely start off as like, okay, someone comes to you looking for your services, but the more time you spend with them, you end up developing more of a friendship. Yeah, I think. Or at least that's how what happens with me. And I know some people are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be friends with your clients, but it's, I'm like, whatever, man, that's a bunch of BS. And that's the thing is because we've heard that, right? And I think it's a dilemma for new cl- for new trainers, mm-hmm. people that are new to the industry. What line do I draw? You know, where does that start between professionalism and then getting into more of a amicable friendship where it's you see each other outside of the training, right? Yeah. You know, you go to movies together or you go to a sporting event or you do dinner with, you know, uh, that type of thing. I'm the same way. Yes, when we were brought into the industry, we were told, mm-hmm. hey, keep clear delineation. It's in your best interest. It's in the client's best interest. But like when you spend, especially if you got a, tra- a client that comes in three, four times a week, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a significant part of their week that they yeah. see you. So, yeah, it, it, I think... Typically, after a while, it does develop into something more. Well, and you're not going to be great friends with every single person. It's just like, you know, you go to school, you've got 30 classmates. Mm-hmm. You don't become good friends with everyone. You're only right. going to be, yes. you're only going to really hit it off with a handful, mm-hmm. you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. ten of them through the course of your your training career. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that really, I think, starts that is... When you develop trust or when the client Mm -hmm. develops trust in you, that's the way it works, right? And if the client doesn't trust you, then, Mm -hmm. of course, that's really not going to be a a client that you're going to retain in the first place because that's got to be the first thing that you set into play is that trust factor. And, And they have to know that you give a shit first and foremost because we see trainers that really don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And you've over our years of experience of watching, not just ourselves is in how we handle, you know, deal with our clients, interact with our clients, but how other trainers interact with their clients. And we do. We you can see, you can tell when trainers really just don't give a shit. Yeah, they they view their clients as just income. Once that has been established, and the client understands and and knows that you actually care about them as a person and what they're getting out of this uh, when they come to see you. I think that is what really starts to develop that development into that relationship of being friends. Yeah. You, you know, you, you break down that wall, mm-hmm. whatever on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people, cause people may come in skeptical, especially people that have dealt with a lot of pain mm-hmm. and they've seen tons of people and, you know, nothing's working, you know, um, so it's like, are they just going to come to someone who's just going to give you a bunch of these techniques and mm-hmm. different methods, or are they going to come to someone like where you actually, you know, Hey, what are you doing? You know, in your daily life, mm-hmm. you know, try to really break down what's going on, not just, you know, 
with initial this movement assessment that you might do, mm. looking at their joints, looking at all of this, you're, you're kind of you're trying to go dive deeper, and then you figure out when you start doing that, you you get to figure out what kind of person they are, mm-hmm. right? What they like to do, and then you can connect with them at that level, and then from there, it's like okay, now they they can actually commit to what you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've I've found interesting over the years is client does join me for dinner, my wife and I. They're always somewhat entertained about how I eat compared to what like they would think a trainer would eat. Oh. <laughs> and so I think for me it's it it really establishes that facet of I'm just a, I'm just like you. Mm-hmm. I'm just another person. Yeah. Right? Anyone that knows me knows I love food. I am not a strict, like, this is all I eat. This is my caloric intake and this is blah, blah, blah. Look, if someone takes time out of their day to make something and they bring it in, I'm going to eat it (laughs) because they took their time. They took their effort to do this for me. The last thing I'm going to do is be an asshole and say, I don't eat that shit. Yeah. Right? Like, it's more to it than just that. So I think that's the thing that when, when for me personally, when clients see that, yeah, you're just another, per- you're just a person. Like, you do exactly what they do. And you make some of the same choices that they do, right? And we talk about it. Like, McDonald's makes the best French fries. Absolutely. Like, when you want French fries, where do you yeah. go? You go to McDonald's. McDonald's yeah. They make great French fries, mm-hmm. right? You don't do it all the time. No, no. One of the best combos I've ever had was one time I was just craving In-N-Out Burger. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go In-N-Out Burger. Went to the drive-thru. Got their double-double or double cheeseburger, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You know what? I'm going to pair this with some <laughs> McDonald's fries. <laughs> is that great, right? That's yeah. the ultimate fast food combo. <laughs> if you're going down that road, all right? <laughs> I got a not a regular thing, but if if you're gonna go do it, you might right. That's a great, you gotta do it the right way. Yeah. It was funny because I got a buddy <laughs> Jeff that I trained for years, and we started traveling together to uh, NHL games, and it was cool because I had availability, and he had availability, so it was like, and he loved hockey, so he's like, let's do this. I was like, well, fuck yeah, let's do it, right? And so when we were traveling, he that's when he was all like, well, you just eat like a regular person, huh? And I was like, well, yeah, how did you think I ate? <laughs> and he's all like, well, I thought you ate, like, you know, just chicken breast, broccoli. And I'm like, no, bro, like, that's just, no, I don't do that shit. Like, that's not me. So and in his eyes, I think he was all like, okay, cool. I, he could relax around me. He didn't feel uptight like he had to eat certain things. And so it was for me, it was just helping really break down some of that barrier as far as because we you know when people come around you and they know that you're a trainer they act differently in a lot of aspects right well and that's because they probably think you're going to judge them exactly yeah. so they're they're trying to create this image in this this thing that this is what I do and i think it really once again brings that trust factor around when you can look at that person and go i don't give a shit yeah, and are you tell them like, hey, look, I eat this way sometimes, and I eat this way sometimes. Right. It's like this is just what works for me. And so you look at me. Like, Moderation's a thing. Mm-hmm. Moderation is a thing. Is it okay to have a piece of cheesecake? Of course it is. What size piece of cheesecake are you gonna eat? Yeah. Are you eating the whole thing <laughs> cheesecake? If you're eating the whole thing cheesecake, then yes, you're making a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> but if you eat a little sliver of cheesecake, guess what? It's okay. 
Yeah. Like nothing detrimental is going to happen. It's going to be perfectly fine. Now, if you take a small piece of cheesecake and you do that three or four times a day, well then yes. Okay. Let's let's do the let's use logic here, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, we joke about when we go to fitness events, there's some of the worst food that you can possibly get at a fitness event. Oh yeah, big time. Right? We used to go to um Coach Dose's one days, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what was for lunch? Pizza. Domino's pizza. Yeah. Twizzlers were always on the table, right? Uh, bagels, muffins. Oh, we had the oranges and apples and bananas. Those were there. But everything else was just... just crap. Right? crap. Yeah, right? Yeah. And the vast majority of trainers there were going and eating it. So it's... Folks, regular folks, folks, we're just like mm-hmm. you. We do exactly what you do. We just tend to not do it as much. Yeah, you know, if you eat, well, or nutritious food 70% of the time, time. like your body should be able to to fight off that 30%. That you right. like crap, you know, and obviously just don't overeat. Yeah, exactly. But these are some of the things that help you develop that rapport with clients. And when you get that rapport with a client, then you really tend to ha- retain them as a client a little bit more often than most other people who are trying typically to struggle all the time with maintaining business. I think. When clients share information with you that tends to be a little bit more personal, that's when you know, okay, we have this trust. Mm -hmm. There is this layer. And it can be broken. I mean, I let go of a client after I've been training her for uh, quite a few years. And she was having an issue. So I said, well, this is the way I think we should attack this. And she didn't agree with me. So I said, I, told, I simply asked her, I said, do you trust my approach? Because she had come to see me for frozen shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so we got that taken care of relatively quickly. She had come because she wanted to dance with her son at his wedding. And she just, at the current state she was at, it wasn't going to happen, right? So we took care of that. She was super grateful for that. We had trained for years after that. But now this other issue popped up. And I said, hey, I said, you know, do you trust what I'm doing? And she kind of hesitated. And at that moment, I said, I said, we're done. That's not going to work anymore. That's not going to work. And she's like, what? And then she started a backpedal. I said, no. I said, we're done. I said, you've been with me for years. You've trusted me up to this point. But now all of a sudden you're doubting me. I said, you know, I I did. I refunded her her check for the month. Mm -hmm. I said, here you go. I said, I got some other coaches that you can go see if you if you don't trust me and my approach on how I think we should handle this along with your clinicians. And that was it, you know? So, I mean, it's not like we, we left on bad terms. I just said from a professional standpoint, if you don't trust what I'm going, how I'm approaching this, then you're wasting your time and you're wasting my time. Yeah. If this is the best way that you know how to approach this problem, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't want to do it, then you guys are just going to be bumping heads there. Right. You're not getting anywhere. Yeah. And we've seen each other multiple times since then, and, and we're perfectly fine, mm-hmm. you know. But it's that understanding of knowing, really, sometimes clients that you've had for a long time, there is a need to cut the tie sometimes. Yeah, definitely, man. And this is, I guess, where it can, when you get when you get become close, mm-hmm. maybe because you're friends, they they may not respect your time as much. That happens, yes. Right, that can happen too. Mm-hmm. That is a part of that line that you walk, right? Mm-hmm. But that's it, not the kind of friend you want anyways. Exactly. Right? Because they have to understand. Because that's taking advantage of you. Exactly. So there is that aspect too. Yeah. Um, 
You know, it's the old saying of, you know, your friends don't rat friends out, right? Well, real friends don't put you in a situation where you would have to do that in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, I I try to, I make sure, I try all my damnedest effort to keep my friends out of having those situations where they may have to make a decision. I don't want to put that onus on people. And so I think that's, if you're really friends with somebody, you, you take that into consideration with choices that you make. Mm. Do you want to put this person in a situation where they feel like, oh God, I've got to make a decision. I feel a little uncomfortable, right? So if you're really friends with somebody, you just don't do that at all. And then you don't even have to worry about that. But that trust factor, once that's lost, it, it's time to end the relationship. And like I said, you can still be friends. I've got many clients that I still see outside of our end of our relationship in the gym and it's perfectly fine yeah you're not going to train someone forever and nor should you right some clients like i i have clients typically i think my average lifespan is probably about five six years on average for clients Mm -hmm. but at the same time yeah at some point they need to be able to cut ties and go out on their own and feel comfortable with all the information you've given them Mm -hmm. to really in essence be have more knowledge than many of the trainers that they come across. And that for me is a source of pride for myself personally is to have clients that can look at another training methodology and say, okay, well, is this optimal? Is that optimal? Is this missing? Is that missing? Is that a huge benefit of this versus that? Yes. But they have that ability to train on their own confidently Mm -hmm. and, and say, okay, I feel like I need this work done. And here I know how to do it and not have to have somebody there guiding them. Yeah. One of my longtime clients and friends, Mm -hmm. you know, I've trained her for gosh, since 2008. Mm -hmm. So it's been, it's been a long time. Yeah, She can completely train on her own. She knows what to do. She, she understands how to program her own training. So right when COVID hit all of us, she's got kids, she has responsibilities. She wasn't able to train for probably a year. And she was able to program for herself, keep herself in shape, everything, and get stronger. But then after that year where, you know, things start to slow down and she's like, you know what, I want to come back and train. I'm like, all Mm -hmm. right. And even though she knows exactly what to do, she likes having someone be able to just program for her, not to think about Mm -hmm. it. She comes in for those two to three hours, you know, Mm -hmm. a week, and she just goes to work and doesn't have to worry about that. And that's... And I think that's a situation where you can you can also have that long term relationship. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, because we know some people just want to ha- they prefer just have stuff done. Just let me tell me what to do. I'll take care of it. We'll get we'll get the training in, and that's one less thing. Because maybe she has a job where she's always stressed out. Maybe she's the one in charge of her job. And so she's the one delegating and that happens a lot. Like we're in an industry where it's a luxury, not in this, as much as we think it's a necessity and it is, we are a luxury item. And a lot of the people that we deal with are people that are probably upper management, CEOs, business owners. So these are people that are typically pretty stressed out or really impact, uh, really guiding other people or managing other people mm-hmm. throughout the day. So sometimes they just want to be able to just be on the other side and they come in and you're just going, okay, this is what you're programmed to do. So just, let's just get it done. 
right? And do it. And that's a big part of it. So people want that time in a situation like that where they're in charge. Sometimes they just want to be the opposite. They want to just be like, just tell me what to do. I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the other thing, she trains in a group. So she likes the group. She trains camaraderie, with yep. camaraderie. Yeah, it's just a little bit more, a little bit more motivating. Yeah. And that's a and that's a big reason why group training is taken off too, is because you want that camaraderie. I think what's interesting too is when clients say stuff to you, depending on what they say, you know where the relationship is and mm-hmm. where the trust factor is. Yep. Right. I had a client that was relatively new, probably I think it was probably maybe a couple months in. He was a widow, so his wife had passed away after a long battle with cancer. So we were getting them back into moving and doing some stuff and getting back on the golf course. And the one day he walked in and uh, he said, Dennis, I've had a sexual reawakening. And I was just all like, huh? I'm like, that was probably one of the craziest things that a client has literally said to me. And the shitty grin on his face was just, it was hysterical. This guy's in his 80s. And so... I was just all like looking around going, did I just hear what he just said? And I'm like, well, good for you. Like, what else am I supposed to say? Good for you. Right. But it's just right at that moment, I was like, oh, we got trust. Yeah. Like, we've got trust. Like, you don't say that to somebody that you don't trust and and have a good rapport with. Mm -hmm. And so it was interesting. At that moment, two months into his trade, our relationship, I was like, okay. We're good. Like, yeah. we can talk about a lot of different things here. Like, he's just opened up that window. Like, we're good. Yeah. Like, there's not many things that are off limits yeah. with, with him and I. <laughs> and it's been great because, I mean, we're on, I think, our fourth year of training together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talk about all sorts of shit. And so it's kind of funny for me, personally, he's kind of like a grandfather that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Right? But, yeah, we can bounce ideas off each other. And, you know, and to hear the stories that this guy has lived through is part of it too. And so we're both getting something out of this relationship. So physically I'm helping him overcome some years of this and that issues just to keep him moving and grooving. Yeah. And for me, it's just hearing about his experiences throughout life, which in many cases will help me out in, in other aspects. Yeah. That is one of the cool things with our profession is, you know, typically you're, you're training someone, you know, that's, super successful or mm-hmm. has, has had this road of success and you get to hear, you know, what it took for them to get there. And they, they tell you everything for the most part, once you've built that trust and rapport. And I mean, you're telling them a lot of things too. And that's when you know, Hey, you're there. We're, we're pretty tight. We're good friends. We can tell each other a lot of things. Well, because I think a lot of coaches, a lot of trainers that are looking to open up their own businesses, that's where you develop a support system Mm -hmm. and and that's really where you get investors i mean we've had it right yeah where people like oh you guys are you guys want to open up a gym you want to do this you let me know like they know your success they've had they have personal experience from you they've benefited from your work your professionalism so when you want to go do something they're the first they're your fans yeah they're the ones that want to see you succeed because You've helped them succeed, and this is their way of of paying it back in many respects. So when you talk about, you know, with them as saying, hey, you know, this here's an idea or a concept that I've had. You know, I'd love to see, I think it has potential. Mm-hmm. And then, and a lot of, you know, some client, you know, owner clients or business owners themselves, 
So they'll a lot of times they'll be like, yeah, that's all that has legs. I think that has legs. That has viability. If it's something you think you want to do, I'm in on it. You know, I'd love to invest some money. You know, I had a client that said that once to me. He said, look, you're successful. And over the years, everything you've done that I've seen you do, you've been successful at. If you want to open up X business, I'm in, I'll invest. Mm -hmm. Because you've had that rate of success. And so I'm pretty sure you'll continue. And so they're always looking to see what you're doing and it, and both ways. And so I think we learn a lot from our clients, not just the other way around. Oh, man, massive. I mean, two of our business partners, you know, are my clients that I've trained with their whole families. And someone doesn't send you their family unless they absolutely trust you. Yes. And that's a great sign. When, fam- when clients send you referrals... Which is where most of your business should be. If you're literally throwing money into advertising and ads, I think your work has to improve in many realms. Because if you're really good at what you do, people should come find you. Mm-hmm. And that word of mouth, the experience and the referrals should just be there constantly. And you don't have to spend money for that. So why give your hard-earned money to someone else who has to who will funnel business to you where really they don't know what it is that you do where with referrals they know what you are they've already been sold on what you do because that's where the referral came from yeah cuz your best advertisement is your current clientele they're the ones that say hey you have this issue or you want you you're having trouble with this i've got the person for you mm-hmm. this person helped me out a lot doing this this and this oh okay and, and really, referrals are really one of the best ways. But I, a lot of coaches in our industry spend way too much money. Not even just spend, but let's be honest, brutally honest, waste way too much mm-hmm. money. I mean, we remember that one trainer that we used to know. We saw his face on the side of a bus one day. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, what did that cost? Yeah, I don't know. Who Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I can't even imagine the cost on that. And then these, even if you do get a call, you still have to sell them on your services. Where with the referral, they're walking in, you do a quick interview, you do your assessments, you see if the relationship, if you have a rapport right off the bat, you schedule, and then you move ahead. Yeah. Well, and they, and they know what to expect because their friend, they're, you know, they'll, they'll say, hey, I worked with this guy two to three times a week. Yeah. I'm working with them for a few years, and this is what we do. So they... They have this expectation of, hey, I'm going to go see this guy once, twice a week, yeah. you know, going forward. They know that this is a, a long-term commitment and it's not just this one-time deal. Hey, this one one session is going to fix my shoulder or fix my back or whatever that is. For people, the, the majority of trainers, you're focusing on aesthetics. And, and the thing is that that tends to be a very short-term relationship. So that's something where a lot of times somebody's going to come see you for the two to three months and then they're gone. They're like, okay, I lost my X amount of pounds. All right, I'll see you later. Bye. Whereas with what Neil and I do, it tends to be much more in depth where people are coming to us for specific reasons. There's, and it's not an aesthetics standpoint. It's, hey, I need to move a little bit better. This function, I'm losing this function. I want to improve these. And so those tend to be, Things that, look, it took years for you to feel the symptoms. 
and for this wagon to break down, mm-hmm. well, it's not going to get fixed overnight. And it's going to take time to redevelop and fix whatever it is that's that's ailing you. So that's another slight aspect that makes what we do slightly different yeah. than when the average fitness industry trainer. And sometimes the aesthetic thing may come into their program at some point mm-hmm. and then, hey, look, I want to lose weight. I want to build some muscle. And then you go, okay, well, let's let's add these things into the program. And then as far as your nutrition goes, then you need to start focusing and maybe go talk to someone that specializes in that that can help you because that's not my specialty. Yeah. Or something so. that I try to promote at least for people out there that are thinking about or just new to training just understand that it's going to be hard to keep that line clear so to speak Mm. and and keep clear definition of what that is because human nature when you bond with someone then yeah it is hard to keep that professional friendship sides separated in many respects yeah and you should still be a professional with with keeping your, you know, your, your client's information confidential. That's huge. To yourself, yes. you know, all that. But look, you can you can absolutely be friends with your clients. Mm-hmm. I there's no problem with that. And that's a big thing is keeping the confidentiality. Yeah. Right? So when you do tell somebody experiences in the gym, you're not using names. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're just you're keeping it that privacy there still, or you're using them as an example of things should be done, maybe done optimally this way or that way. But you're still keeping that personal information set aside, mm-hmm. so you're not crossing that border. But those are some things that even seasoned trainers still maybe even have issues with. Crossing the line, yeah, crossing the line. I mean, yeah. we see we see that. It's not um, like our industry is not known for that. Yeah, I mean, I met my wife as a client. My wife was a client, you know. So it's just, but I knew with her there was just something there. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of those things where, yeah, I could see myself with her for for years, and that yeah. was twenty years ago, right? But it's not like people don't get into this industry at 19, 20 years of age because they go, oh. I got the booty hookups like this is going to get me into that world, right? Let's be honest, folks. And I know some trainers out there listening to this are like, oh, yeah, I've been there before, right? It does exist. So Shut up, Dennis. Uh, so you may want to think about that, keeping your keeping that separate. That can be very that can bring issues into the workplace big time as far as the environment. So that is another topic for another time. But as far as setting relationships with your clients, number one, make sure you have that trust factor. And if that trust factor is there, it's going to be beneficial for both parties. Well, thank you for joining us for this podcast today. And until next episode, be good to each other. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. And whatever platform you're on, either Apple, iTunes, or Spotify, please, if you could leave a review, we'd appreciate that. If you have any questions that we can answer for you, be sure to leave those in the comments also. If you're looking for more information on our education, our products, please go to www.stickmobility.com. And also hit that subscribe button to that YouTube channel. And don't forget our live Instagram classes three times a week. If you want to join in, grab your sticks and hit that 45-minute class. Hello and welcome everyone to the Movement Made Better podcast. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, take two. Okay. Hello everyone and welcome to the Movement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Junior. Okay. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs>